We're finishing up our series on Psalm 23 and the idea of God being more than enough for every need, for every situation, for everything that we face. We understood and we've talked about this idea that this great God restores our souls when we're weary and dry and hungry Thirsting after the things of God, he leads us beside quiet waters and in green pastures. And there we find rest and renewal, freshness in the things of God. We talked about this idea that it is God who leads us for our good. And he leads us through even our fears, our fears of the unknown, our fears of what might be. And he assures us and defends us in the presence of enemies. Today, we're looking at the idea of this God who goes with us. He goes with us through this life and on into the next. You know, uh, if you've been around here very long, that one of, my, one of my favorite little things to say to you is that everybody ought to know that they know that they know that they know. <laughs> There's just stuff that we need to know. We need to know and be assured. David is making his proclamation. King David, who wrote this song. Maybe me too. (laughs) David's saying, I know some stuff. I know some stuff and I'm confident. I'm confident in what I know about God. He uses that word surely. Surely is not a word of doubt and surely is not a a word of maybe and it's not a word of I hope so. (laughs) He says surely I know these things. I have confidence. I have confidence in a God who leads me beside the green still waters and leads me in past green pastures. Who is at work for my good. Walks with me in my fears. Protects me in the presence of my enemies. I know this stuff. Surely, this is true. And he sums it up when he just says, Surely, goodness, mercy, his loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life. Because I know this stuff. This God who is good, who is pleasing, and he works for our benefit and for our goodness. 
He's on our side. It's not about goodies. He's not saying, surely good things are going to come my way. Surely good blessings are all going to overflow in my life and I'll have all the good things I ever wanted to have. And he's saying, surely this good God is on my side. This good God who is working. Surely I know this. Come what may, God is good and his good work is in me. Surely goodness and mercy, or I think loving kindness, our text says. I don't even remember. Goodness and love, it says in the NIV. Loving kindness in some others. Mercy, I think, in the King James. This is what I know, that, that God's mercy, not, not giving me what I deserve. That's definition of mercy, by the way. They're kind of layman's definition. <laughs> mercy is not getting what you deserve. <laughs> Grace is getting what you don't deserve. David says, I know this. I know this. That God's loving kindness is always at work in my life. One translation calls it the, his unfailing love. I, I like that. His unfailing love. That, that means what, what God wants to do, God accomplishes. And what God wants to do is love on us. What God wants to do is pour out his mercy on us. And he doesn't lose in that. He, he doesn't fail in that. His mercy, his love, his kindness is unfailing, unstopping, unquenchable. He says, I know this stuff. He says, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. I, I started, I looked up that word follow, and I, and I began to think about it and, and read what that said, and I was pretty amazed at, at, at some of the ways that that word is used and, and some of the derivatives of that word. When he says follow, he's not just talking about well, he's going to kind of tag along with me, beside me, and, and do that kind of stuff. Uh, one, one, one translator talked about this idea, and he said, he says, it's not follow, it's saying God is actively, aggressively pursuing me. <laughs> he's on my heels. Some, some, some of the writers of this passage, they talk about grace and mercy being the, the sheepdogs of, of God's shepherd. Or God's flock, and, 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 and they, they just come after us. They're not going to let us go. I like that. I like that. God, God's, God's after us. God wants us. God's not going to sit back and say, well, if it works, it works. But God's after us. He says, surely goodness and mercy will follow me, not just for a moment, not just for a day, not just for a, well, I feel like it. But he says, all the days of my life, 
What, what God has begun in you, what God has begun in me, what God has begun in, in all of us, he's not going to be here today and gone tomorrow. God is always with us, always going, always on our side, always chasing after us, always loving on us. The psalmist can say that because he had seen how God had worked. We too can say that. I mean, we've seen how God has worked. This God who has been who he's been in the past will be who he is today and will be who he is tomorrow. Nothing's changed on God's side. Surely, I know these things. And he says, with great confidence, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Pretty common theme in Scripture. The psalmists use it a lot, that idea of dwelling in the house of the Lord. Psalm 27 verse 4 says, One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever, all the days of my life. I like Psalm 83, verses 1 through 4. It says, How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty! My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young, a place near your altar. O Lord Almighty, my God and my King, blessed are those who dwell in your house for they are ever praising you. There's something about being in the presence, and I love this illustration where the psalmist says, you know, even the birds get to be close to you, God. (laughs) I don't know what kind of ventilation they had there, but I'm guessing it wasn't this. (laughs) Even the birds get to fly in and around, and and they hang out with you, and they're blessed because of it. I, I long to be just a sparrow, making her nest up in the rafter somewhere. I want to ever praise you, the psalmist describes. When the psalmists typically talk about this idea of dwelling in the house, it's probably most commonly, literally, a longing to be in and near the actual temple of God. That's not hard to imagine when you think about David especially, but perhaps the others, that they they spend a lot of time wandering and out in the wilderness and the deserts and far off places. And in those places of quietness, they write their psalms and they, they speak of this longing to say, I long to be in the temple courts. I long to be in that place. And that's probably what David was saying here. 
But I think there's also a sense of, of David speaking of this sense of God's constant presence with us. And when he says, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, there, there's this sense of which he's saying, I'm just in God's presence all the time. There, there is something about him that, that is a, a joyful thing to say, God is here present with me in this place. But I think there is also the sense in which we so often use it in this passage of Scripture. In which we hear and understand the concept that says that this God who is good, this God who is working for on our side, this God who restores our souls and protects us from evil and walks with us through shadowy fears. This God who is with us day in and day out, this day and next day and next month and next year, is the very same God who will receive us into eternal courts with Him. Maybe it's just because I'm getting older, and I guess I can say that, well, probably can't say that in this room too much, but... Sorry, I am getting older, but we all are. (laughs) Maybe it's just because of my life situation. I tell you, it means a lot to me. It means a lot to me to understand that this God who has walked with me through every day of my life, even when I didn't know it, (laughs) he was calling me and drawing me. But this God who has journeyed with me and is journeying with me will be with me even in heaven and my days here on this earth are done. And we will pass from life to life one day, every single one of us. And we will find in that place refreshment for our souls that never quits. We'll find joy and help. No more fears and no more tears. No more enemies. No more sickness. But the very presence of a God who loves, and he loves eternally. I don't know what to do with this message. (laughs) But I am convinced. I am assured. That the Lord is our shepherd. And I am not in want. I know that he leads beside the still waters and in green pastures.
I know that he walks with us through shadows of our fears. And then he works on our behalf, does battle for us, reminds us of who we are. He pursues us in love. Surely, surely, goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our life. And we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Father, into your hands do we give all that we are. Lord, I don't know all that was going through David's heart when he wrote Psalm 23. But boy, does he uh, speak to us. For this God who is more than enough journeys with us. refreshes us, renews us, walks with us, battles for us. Never quits. and never gives up in his love, his mercy, And in that presence, we long to live moment by moment. And we find goodness there. And a deep assurance that what is to come is even better. Lord, into your hands do we give all that we are. Lord, I pray for my people. People that you've entrusted to me. Lord, would you bless them? Would you hold them? Would you remind them of your great love? And for this sheep sometimes needs a shepherd. Always needs a shepherd. I stand with them and pray, God, be enough. Be more than enough. Right where we're at. For we love you. And we give you all that we are.